0: Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shanique Broney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. This episode is brought to you by the Gutsy Health Membership Program, a program that gives you inexpensive tools and resources to heal your mind, body, and soul. Visit our website at mygutsyhealth.com. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. I got my co host here, Gina Warfel, my what I now <laughs> am calling my work wife. <laughs> Hi, Gina, welcome. Welcome, wifey. Hey, hey. <laughs> and you guys, we have Ashley Church here. She's one of my Provo Health coaches, and she has a phenomenal uh, story of healing, and her journey is quite extraordinary. And I want you guys to hear it because her story is your story. A lot of you people that are listening are on this journey to be a self-healer and there's ups and there's downs and there's forwards and there's backwards. And Ashley is that she's, she's you. And so Ashley, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. You've been working at Thank Prova you. Health for like, how long now? Almost six months. Six months yeah. Six months. You sat in. <laughs> so Ashley sat in on all my consults for like three months. She was my note taker before she graduated to become yeah. a coach. And yeah, like I'm so excited to have you here. And now, Thank she, you. now she's doing hair analyses and she's doing the blood chem analyses and she's just crushing it. She is Phenomenal, guys! Yeah. She is such a kick butt, co- like coach. It just, uh you, you're like, ah, uh, you're you so. You know, conscious. like when people have golden children, you're like one of my golden children. I'm like, oh, this my little baby's <laughs> growing up and taking over the world and Thank helping you. people. And all the feedback from everyone is just so positive. And Aww. you're like changing people's lives. So, anyways, Thank you so much. Aww. That means so much to me. Welcome. Thank you. Tell listeners so happy about to be you. here. Yeah. So gosh,
1: I love that Jeanique said my story is your story, because I think one of the reasons I've enjoyed this job so much is I feel like I do see myself in my clients. And when I talk to them, I have had so many times where I've almost started crying or just felt so much for them because I'm like, I've been there, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's been this beautiful journey. But to give you kind of some background, I started out, I think when I was thinking about, you know, this podcast and How what my journey was and how it started. I was like, gosh, I don't even couldn't really tell an exact day like this happened. I got sick, but I struggled with Lyme disease for a long time. Didn't find out that that's what it was initially, but I started not feeling well in high school and just could tell that something was wrong. My energy was off. I I remember one day specifically, we were going upstairs um, and I was heading to my next class and some of my friends were on the soccer team and they were talking about practice. And I was like, I can't think of anything I'd want to do less than go outside and run around right now. Like I I can barely walk up these stairs right now. And I was like, that's probably not normal. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of my first inclination that something was off. And I was probably, I think 14, 15 at the time, I think probably 15, but that kind of began a journey of of searching. And of course, you know, at the time I was like, well, I'm busy. I'm in high school. I've got all this stuff going on, all these extracurriculars, you know. I have to get up early. So we just kind of said it was that and, and went forward and then started looking into maybe I have allergies and maybe doing allergy shots. And so I did that for a little while, figured out I actually was in a skiing accident. My senior year of high school, a couple years after this, ended up doing some Cairo and PT, right? Just like trying to figure out what this all was, putting yeah. pieces together. But I still could tell something was wrong. Then I end up going to college and kind of had that initial, sometimes I've heard docs call it like a honeymoon phase where you move to a very different climate. I grew up in the Northwest, super rainy, humid. Then I came down to Utah and it was dry and warm a lot, you know, not always in the winter, of course, but it was really different. And so I think I initially had that honeymoon phase where my body was like, this is great. And I I tend to do better in dry climates anyway with my particular health stuff. And so Initially, I think I was a little bit in denial my first year of a couple years of college. Like, no, I'm fine. I'm healthy. Like, I'm young Mm -hmm. and it's fine. But then things kind of kept still being um, chronic and I was having headaches all the time and again, low energy. So... Continued on with, like I said, PT, Cairo, some of that stuff, but nothing was really coming to fruition. And, what were um, your
0: symptoms? Like just fatigue yeah. and did you have other neurological symptoms or like... Not really neuro,
1: more um, just outside of just headaches and they were pretty constant every single day. I was taking Advil just to mm, get through the day every day. Geez. Low, low energy couldn't like wake up early ever. Couldn't. I usually had insomnia, things like that. I remember wow. it was weird because my whole life I grew up playing sports and I was super active and very much identified as an athlete. And then I remember one day I was probably 20 or so, 21. And my roommate was like, Yeah, there's this guy I want to set you up with, but he really likes girls that are athletic. So I didn't think you guys would be a good fit. And I was like,
0: excuse Mm, me (laughs) mm -hmm.
1: I'm athletic and then I was like oh I guess I'm not anymore like something's shifted and and so I really had that moment of like okay there's something going on here and so kept searching you know, that was kind of this may, this ages me a little but That was more in the infancy of social media and Internet. Right. So there wasn't a lot of ways I could easily search like there are now. But I did try to do some of my own to find what I could. But again, kind of was waffling back between like denial and like, no, I actually think I'm fine because I didn't want to deal with it. And I wanted to just enjoy my life. You know, I was a young college student. So then a couple years later, I graduated, get a job working, still can tell there's some stuff going on. I just kind of had made dietary adjustments, tried to just get through it, really was kind of just pushing through. Finally, my mom had a friend who had some really serious chronic health conditions and had gone to a naturopath and an MD. He was an MD-ND, which they're quite rare, but she had seen a lot of improvement with him. So I decided to, to try and mostly out of my parents' encouraging. And so I went to him and at previous to this, I should have mentioned, sorry, that I had gone to probably 10 or so different MDs and just got a lot of the same, you know, you're fine. Like, let's try turning off your nerves and your neck and cause that'll take wow. away your chronic pain or, Does um, it work? No, of no. Course not. <laughs> um, wow. maybe try, you know, try taking allergy medication. And, and I remember one of the doctors, I did him and I was like every day for the rest of my life. And he goes, yeah and i
0: was like wow. no no that's nope wow. and but I, but I just I, think a lot of people are like okay sure yeah like we're just like if the doctor says i'm going to do it i'm i'm going to do it what made you this young college student be like no that makes no sense that's a great question
1: i feel like for better or worse my whole life my moms and my whole family kind of tease me sometimes about my high school senior English teacher wrote me a letter of recommendation and she said that I was tenacious and usually that's Mm. to my benefit sometimes to my not to my benefit but I think for me I'm not someone who gives up easily typically. And that's kind of partially my personality. And then mm-hmm. also, I think something deep down in me knew like, no, this isn't right. Like I just knew mm-hmm. I was like, no, there's something else you're wrong. Yeah. And, and I, of course, it no, was- but you
2: never saw like that. You never saw like a visual like tick or the bullseye or anything no, like no, that. No,
1: no, uh-uh. no. And I, I mean, I had, yeah, I had a time actually in high school shortly before this, which is what I may be suspect of when it happened was I had a bunch of bug bites actually from mosquitoes on a camping trip with some extended family in northern California and it was an area where there was a lot of deers and I mean when I Mm. say I had a lot I must have had like 40 60 maybe even it was we ended up me and a bunch of girl cousins stayed up late and we left our flashlight on and we all got like just destroyed (laughs) with mosquitoes so it's possible that it was then I'm not exactly sure but yeah that was kind of so yeah so I was just like at my wits end and I was like I don't know they don't know what to do with me you know so So going to this doc for the first time, you know, he sat down with me for 90 minutes and we talked about everything and I felt heard finally. I didn't feel like I was just told I was being crazy or that I, you know, I just needed to take some medication. And he also for the first time was incredibly thorough. I mean, I, the first, I think it was like 12 vials of blood or something like that, that we did with my blood work. And he did like 37 blood tests. I mean, he was like, we're going to figure out what's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, he came back in our next appointment. He's like, You have Lyme disease, like really bad. And wow. I was like, Oh my gosh, finally. I, you know, and I, it was hard in a way, but so nice also to be like, Okay,
0: I'm not crazy, right? Because yes. <laughs> um, how many, can we just pause there for a yeah. second? How many women feel like they are crazy with their symptoms and their doctors yes. are like, You're normal, you're normal. And if you feel in your heart of hearts, this isn't normal, keep searching, keep looking because yes. it's not, it's yes. not normal. Yeah. So I'm glad that you, how many years had it been now that you weren't feeling good and now you got answers?
1: Yeah. So I got diagnosed with Lyme when I was 28 mm-hmm. and I started not feeling well about 14. So. Wow. 12. So it's half <laughs> no, your year. 14, 14. I did that math. Wrong. So it was half your year by then. <laughs> yeah. About, yeah, it was crazy. So then I, you know, started down a journey of, I did all sorts of things, you know, Chinese medicine, antibiotics, supplements rife machines i mean all the things <laughs> i mm-hmm. got into it What's a rife machine yeah so rife machines use microcurrent mm-hmm. yeah. and frequencies mm-hmm. a bunch of different kinds of frequencies mm-hmm. in there tuned to the frequencies of different things so you can actually tune them to the frequency of like lime borrelia and they can yep. theoretically kill right. Lyme. And then did a lot of chiropractor. I have to give a shout out to my upper cervical chiropractor. He really made a difference for me. It turns out I had pretty severe scoliosis, functional scoliosis. So not the kind you think of when you can see it really well, but the kind that it's still very much an issue. And that was causing like a lot of impeding, you know, my flow of all the fluids in my body and just like the, my body's ability to do what it needed to do. So that was a big help. Dr. McIntyre helped me a lot. He's up in Draper. So I found that towards the end of my treatment, but also worked with Dr. Wright here in Utah. Doing and he's retired. Yeah. I'm so sad. He's he was such a
0: good doctor. He yeah.
1: was probably the best, like in terms of Patient advocate and like encouraging what mm-hmm. I appreciated about him so much is I would go to him and I'd be like, Doc, I was just reading about this thing online. I like, I read this article. Like, what do you think? And he'd be like, Actually, yeah, that's great. Let's talk about it. And he would encourage my research and encourage me to be empowered. Amazing. And yeah. He was so that's great special. that way. And so yeah. you did ozone,
0: through ozone through therapy him. through him. I yeah. ozone, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
1: I had a short stint seeing another doc. I feel like I have such an amazing team of people who helped me get where I am. But one was also Dr. Day up in Portland, Oregon. I would highly recommend her as well. Because I was having some mold issues that's commonly related to Lyme as well. High, high, high sensitivity, um, getting really sick from it. So she was able to help me figure that out. I did some work with her. Then also, yeah, like I said, Dr. Wright here. Then what else? worked with the Cairo then coming to Probo Health too has been amazing as well. Jeanique's been one of my other people on my team helping me get well as well. She's been amazing. So it's been So when you
2: started all of that, yeah. did you feel a difference?
1: So with the initial guy, I feel like Dr. Newman, he was the one who um diagnosed me. He actually passed from cancer Whoa. about yeah, probably 7 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was incredible, but I just think he didn't have as much of the current treatment processes like Mm -hmm. in place and cause he was actually struggling with cancer himself while Mm -hmm. treating me. And so I think he had had to kind of put his like continuing it on the background on the back burner Mm -hmm. a little bit. So like we were doing some things, you know, I did like the Borrelia series vials. Anyone who has Lyme probably knows what I'm talking about that you go through these. It's kind of like the idea of like building your immune system response to it. Mm -hmm. Like you take a little bit of actually Lyme and it makes you worse. And then getting your Mm -hmm. immune system Mm -hmm. kind of mounted to like attack it more. Honestly, I kind of mostly got worse in doing some of the things that we did there. I did some antibiotics, which if I could go back, I would have never
0: done antibiotics Mm -hmm. because they wrecked my gut, (laughs) which then wrecked my immune system. With everyone listening that have Lyme, like yeah. because you've done so many things, yeah. what would you recommend if you were to say yeah. this, like, here are the tests you need to do. Mm. Here are some treatments that are really effective and what you are working on right now. Yeah. And like, what would you recommend if the listeners here had Lyme and they're yeah. sitting in a consult with you, what would you tell them?
1: I would want probably want to see how severe their symptoms are, what symptoms they have, you know, because I had a lot of people throughout the years have said like, you should write a book or whatever. And, and I'm like, yes, but everyone who has Lyme has usually a different version of Lyme. I'll meet people who are bedridden and have severe, mm-hmm. um, you know, neuropathy stuff going on. And I never really had that. I was always able to like move just fine. It yeah. was more the way I just would describe it is the type of Lyme I had. I felt like it was I was sick enough to where just living the daily life was very extremely difficult, mm-hmm. like going to work, doing my normal person things. It was like I could barely do it. But I didn't have to be in bed. I didn't need to be in the hospital, if that makes sense. It was, Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I would say lucky in in that regard, but so I would want to have a better understanding of exactly what type of Lyme they have in terms of recommendations. But for me, but then of course, Janique, I have to give you credit too, because you're talking to me about the order of healing and what I've Mm -hmm. learned with Probo Health. I think it's brilliant and amazing. And so my answer actually would have changed in the last six months and what I would have told someone a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I do think ozotherapy is fantastic and amazing and doesn't have a lot of side effects. And so I think that could be an amazing tool in, in someone's journey, but with the order of healing, like addressing mindset, like I know for me working full time mm-hmm. and trying to do my Lyme treatment was mm-hmm. very difficult and Put me for sure into. I worked with Dr. Wright on this, but almost adrenal failure. Like, I got so, so stressed out. And I, I'm still working out of that, honestly. And, like, there's trauma
0: to that, too, right? 100%. Like, I know every, like, all, because when our hyperbarics were running, hyperbarics plus lime equals happiness. Yes. It's phenomenal. Yeah, the like, oxygen. It's yes. like, because lime is an anaerobic bacteria. Yep. So you just, Constantly flood and overflood the body with oxygen, and you oxidize these anaerobic bacteria. Yeah, and it's so 100%. cool. Like, you start seeing our Lyme patients after seven sessions, they're like, Oh, I'm feeling yes. the Herxing. And it's like, Yes, because they're dying, yes. but your body's being built up at the same time because yes. of the oxygen. So, we worked with a lot of Lyme people there's there's trauma. So with all of our Lyme people yes. that we've worked with, there's yes. so much trauma yes. because as soon as you get a teeny tiny little symptom, you think your Lyme's back. Yes. You think all the work that you've done yes. was undone and you're right back to square one. And mm-hmm. so and when it comes to the order of healing, we got to deal with that trauma that is like built in your body. It might be the Lyme. It might not be the Lyme, but guess what? The symptoms are the same. 100%. And so like, de- so yeah, going back to the order of healing mindset, dealing yep. with the trauma, dealing yep. with the PTSD, dealing yes. with stress management, is huge, and again, that's why we're bringing ketamine therapy into the into Provo Health yep. because that helps to really like reprogram the brain mm-hmm. to help them get out of those stress loops and those trauma loops, right? Yep. But anyways, I interjected. Keep going. No,
1: you're fine. The PTSD is real. And then, you know, kind of going in tandem with that, the adrenal issues, like I still can tell that like I don't think I can handle as much as like the average person in terms of stress because little things like I'm like, ooh, I feel Mm -hmm. so like overwhelmed or stressed with different things like that. So yeah, it's 100% mindset is something you have to address and work through. And then gut. I mean, like I said, with antibiotics, if I could go back, I never ever would have done that. It's just not the right way I feel now to right. really attack Lyme. Johnny talks a lot about like playing whack-a-mole with things. And, and I, I think that I see that a lot now in, in a lot of the strategies that a lot of docs use and and no disrespect to them because sometimes it does work fine. But Okay, maybe not fine, but um, Mm -hmm. but I think if you can strengthen your your actual physical body, like I said, for me, like chiropractic was critical in getting that structure in the right spot, so like things were actually moving correctly, right? And then I think gut health, you know, in the order of healing, right, is also pretty foundational piece where if you can get your gut working well, then your immune system is going to work better. So then, then your body really can take care of these things. And one thing I learned from the doc who diagnosed me is he said I have patients coming all the time who they're positive for Lyme, but they have zero symptoms. They feel completely fine. And he's like, I don't treat them. And my mind kind of was like, I can't compute, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, their body's taking care of it. Exactly. And so- That's really what I think makes the most sense is, is give your body what it needs to heal you to, you Mm -hmm. know, to do what you need to do to like fight off these things. Because a lot of people have Lyme. A lot of people have Epstein-Barr. I have clients all the time. They're like, oh, I have Epstein-Barr. And I'm like, yeah, so do almost everyone. Mm -hmm. But their immune systems can handle it. And Epstein-Barr comes out. Lyme comes out. All these things come out when. We are weakened in some form, mm-hmm. and the reasons that we're weakened are sometimes varied and different. Right, like right. heavy metals, um, you know, stress, antibiotic—all these different things can really mm-hmm. weaken our bodies. But, but I've just really become like I guess for me, um, meeting Eek and, and working at Probo Health has kind of been this like full circle moment for me, and like putting puzzle pieces together. I felt like I had like a great view of, I don't know, health and the body, and like what. I love helping people. And so sometimes I would try to, you know, give people advice or things that they could maybe do to look into. And it was like coming here was like, Oh, okay. This is the order of healing was really Mm -hmm. for me. The thing that tied it all together was like, yeah, that's the way to do it is to strengthen your own body to heal itself instead of, trying to kill it. I feel like I spent so many years of my life killing Lyme, killing Lyme. Like Mm -hmm. that was all I was thinking about. And, and really, I think what I should have been doing is working on my stress and making sure that my diet was good. And, you know, strengthening my gut and um, using
0: the immune system which its job is supposed to kill Lyme or keep it at bay right and so letting like the immune system do its job versus us try to be the immune system Mm -hmm. like we're not as intelligent as the immune system no herb is as intelligent as the immune system no antibiotic (laughs) is like there's so much complexity to the immune system we only know like eight percent of it right like when it comes to microbiome and how it interacts with you know our white blood cells Mm -hmm. and you know like all of these things like we only like we know a lot but it's only like eight percent totally right and so why don't we just strengthen that immune system so that the body can do what its job is meant Mm -hmm. to do and that is manage Lyme manage EBV manage like all these co-infections right yes it's really interesting I want to circle back to what you said when people start manifesting symptoms what I I often see with Lyme or especially EBV Epstein-Barr virus is people will often become symptomatic after a very huge strenuous. Like event. So they moved across country or across the world or they lost their job or they lost a spouse or a child and now all of a sudden they're sick and they're ill. And it's like yeah, it's because that stress lowered your immune system and now these things came out to play, Mm -hmm. right? Your immune system was no longer keeping the lid on them. Now they're out and they're playing and they're they're just freaking out, right? Definitely. That's definitely
1: a huge piece. I realize, Johnny, I haven't fully answered your question about what I would tell people to do and I think just simply, I think it goes back to the order of feelings. So get your gut in a good place, right? Work on your stress, work on your mindset. Mm -hmm. And then for a lot of people, hyperbaric ozone therapy has been a game changer for me. And I forgot to mention earlier, Dr. Michelle Jorgensen also did my cavitations. And after like five years with Dr. Wright, I remember one day I was in his office like in tears, like what else have Mm -hmm. we not done? How I'm so sick of this. I can't keep doing this anymore. You know, financially, it's draining emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all of it. And he was like, well, we could look into cavitations. And sure mm-hmm. enough, for me, mm. that was kind of the final thing. And so I went and had those taken care of. And then after that, I kind of released some lime into my body. And it actually made me feel worse initially. And then I had to do more treatment.
2: Well, what's a cavitation? Back up, yeah. back up, back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gina. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks, Gina. Sorry, I knew Johnny was following me. And so I was like, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah <laughs> <just> definitely <laughs> cavitations. <laughs> Go listen to Michelle Literally. Jorgen's episode, so, you guys. Yes. to 101 here. Yes. So um, cavitation. A lot of people, when I say that, they're like, well, I don't have any cavities. And I'm like, no, those are actually different funny story. My dad's a dentist too. So this was an interesting conversation when it initially came up. He was pretty leery of it because he was like, what are they doing? You know, Mm -hmm. but he and Dr. Jorgensen had some conversations and then he was really comfortable with it after that. He's just, I mean, he, he didn't, he's not a biological dentist, so he's just not familiar with this procedure, but yeah. So cavitations are actually pockets of, they hold a lot of bacteria and they can, they can harbor things like Lyme and infection from when you've had your wisdom teeth out or if you've had other teeth pulled. Mm -hmm. So if they don't take care of when you've had these surgeries to have any tooth, teeth pulled, if they don't sanitize it adequately and take care of it properly. I'm finding when talking to my dad, who's friends with a lot of oral surgeons, he's like, almost no one does that. And so mm. it's, it's really common wow. to have these, mm-hmm. but they can really become it, an issue. And cause all sorts of problems to the immune system. And for whatever reason, literally it's just like a pocket
0: of bad bacteria yeah. when they're like removing would teeth or know? doing like, like,
2: did you feel pain?
1: No, that's the weird thing about it. And so I, I'm trying to remember where I learned this cause I would love to like cite this, but I was learning about the, about it once. Maybe it was in Dr. Um, Jorgensen's office where they were explaining how like, with most things your immune system you know like an acute thing right you get swelling and you know you'll mm-hmm. notice pain or whatever if there's an issue in the body with cavitations it's kind of like the way it was described to me is like if you picture like a pothole in a road and it's covered and you just people drive over it mm-hmm. like it's there, she was saying like your immune system kind of just goes past it and for whatever reason doesn't really get into that because it's like this pocket and that's another thing actually with hyperbaric that I would be curious if hyperbarics could help that as well but mm-hmm. anyway so that's what it is so they go in and and they, they essentially open up those holes again where you've had teeth removed they and disinfect, they right? disinfect it with ozone, actually. And then they pull out your blood, separate the platelets and then put back your stem cells into that pocket to help you heal yourself. It's really mm-hmm. fa- fantastic.
0: By the way, if you are doing cavitations and you are nearby, if you are doing that stem cell, that like retransplant, you know, go and get hyperbarics because hyperbarics is going to like quadruple the effects of that hyperbarics just by itself stimulates stem cell growth but if you're doing like a stem cell treatment like that oh my gosh get in a hyperbaric machine and like quadruple the the effects of that Mm -hmm. your healing your repair like will be that much better sorry by the way guys Provo Health's hyperbarics are by the time this is released we're going to be up and running again Mm -hmm. our hyperbarics have been shut down for two and a half years but we worked with so many People and I'm not kidding you. The results they were seeing with hyperbarics was. Phenomenal! Yes. Tristan put together this wow. incredible line protocol. Incredible! It was genius, and like, and now that our hyperbaric's are up and running again, like I can't wait to work with line people again. I can't awesome. wait! Like, it's gonna Aww. be so great. I know. I can't wait That's to have amazing. that as another yeah, another piece. I can't to wait recommend. for you to get it. I know. I'm
1: I'm excited. I'm for sure doing right? it. Yes. yes. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: But <laughs> for but, sure. But keep going. So yeah. so Cavitation. So you did, cav- so did cavitation. So I did the cavitation surgery. Uh huh. Okay. Um, this is about gosh. I'm almost three and a half years ago now. Um, and that, like I said, I actually got worse initially and I was really, really discouraged because it did pull out some lime into my body. And then I had to do more ozone therapy again, which actually then made me feel more worse Mm. more worse. That's really good English. Um, because, (laughs) because my body was killing all that stuff. Right. So then I had to get rid of it and then, um, playing into just my body taking its time to process all that because I have some of those MTHFR mutations that a lot of us have that Mm -hmm. (laughs) do affect the detox capabilities of my body. So it was just, it was just a long thing, but when, so in terms of testing, Janik, you had asked earlier, from what I know, every doc would, you know, have a different opinion, but I know the DNA connections test is a pretty, pretty good one from what the doctors I've worked with have said, and that's a urine test. And I was able to do, I did a test where it was lit up Positive, like in, you know, nine or so different areas. And then after I did my treatment post cavitations, it was, it came up completely clear. So that was kind of my, you know, okay, like we're good. And it was, quite emotional I do think like you know we've talked about where Lyme sometimes can still come back if there's stressful things happening right and um, and there's docs who disagree a lot of people say like oh can you get rid of Lyme fully and from my understanding in the community with docs right now is they don't say you can some say you can fully heal I had I honestly had some doctors over the years that were like no I believe your body can absolutely heal completely from Lyme and some would say well it's like mono and chickenpox where like once you've had it it's always there it just can be dormant like remission. Mm-hmm. So they kind of call it remission, but I've just chosen for myself to say like my Lyme is gone because that's where I need to be mentally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, and it's it really has been amazing because I do feel like the main symptoms that I had related to Lyme in terms of, I forgot to mention this earlier, Janique, when we were talking about my symptoms, but I had joint pain towards, right before I was getting diagnosed, um, I started having the mm. the classic joint pain, which is mm-hmm. pretty common in Lyme. And that's the moving joint pain where it's not just every single day your joints hurt. It'll be like, um, classic Lyme is typically like maybe one day your right elbow will be mm. bothering you. And then the next day it's your left knee or, you know what I mean? It just yeah. Lyme typically moves because you're, the Lyme generally hide out in the joints to protect themselves from the immune system. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Well, well, and what's really interesting about Lyme too is like, let's say you have killed off Lyme. And this is what we saw a lot with our Lyme patients too, was think of it like this, because the Lyme, they like to hang out in like neural tissue and like joints, like they're hiding in Mm -hmm. these places that are like you know, really dense, but what it's like is think of like termites in a tree, right? And they've they've burrowed holes. And so you have all these holes and then you kill all the termites, right? The termites are now dead, right? So let's say you've gotten rid of the line, but the tree still has the holes. And so you still have to wait for the body to like heal and repair itself yes. because there's still all the damage left over yes. from the this bacteria literally yes. living off of you you're a big fat meal for yeah. millions of bacteria yeah. and so lime is a very hard road yes. it's up and down right yes. and like let's say you kill off a bunch of lime and then you have like this little time frame to do some healing and repairing but then stress hits again and that lowers your immune system and some lime comes back and so you're knocking it down and then you're waiting to heal and repair you know, like it can feel a lot like that. But what was really, really amazing. I mean, we, I can't remember how many line people, but like, I loved getting the texts after they were done with their hyperbarics because, and and here's the thing, this is the protocol. It's 40 sessions of hyperbarics Mm -hmm. every day for two months. It's intense. You have to go every freaking day. And it's insane, Gina. It's like big. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Right. Big. But the texts I would get afterwards, they would be like, It's one month post and I'm walking. It's two months post and I'm going for, I'm jogging now it's three months post and I can't believe that I am getting more and more energy. You know, like right af- like right after their treatment, they were just like, uh, I'm hammered. Right. Oh, yeah. But their body started healing because yes. now it had the bandwidth and it wasn't trying to like fight off like mm-hmm. Lyme or, you know, like there weren't these things like destroying their bodies. Yeah. Right. And when I would get those texts, it was just like, oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Like yes. it was just, but that's Lyme. Like it's disastrous. It's traumatic. It's almost super, Invasive. Very. It's like it's invaded you, and you, and it's like get out of me, stop destroying me, mm-hmm. right? And so, if you're one of these people, so, go ahead, go oh, ahead, Gina, go ahead. So I was going to say, if you're one of these people, like you're not alone. There's so many people that are feeling the way you feel. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. What were you going to say, Gina?
2: So aside from uh, all these things that you've learned about what you would do with, uh, as far as a health perspective, are there any other lessons that you feel like it's taught you along the way?
1: Oh wow, that's a really good question. Ooh, might make me a little bit emotional, but, um, one thing I would say is, um, whew, yeah. Never give up. I mean, um, there were a lot of times when I was done and, um, I thankfully, um, had some amazing support with my family and with friends. Um, to where I never was in a really scary place, you know, where I like wanted, I never was like wanting to take my life kind of a thing. But, um, I did have times where, um, honestly I would kind of be like, okay, but I like, I don't want to die, but I also can't do this anymore. (laughs) Like I don't want to experience this anymore. I don't want to live this life anymore. I want a new life, you know? So it was kind of like, I don't, I don't want to, it wasn't so much that I wanted to die, but I didn't want to live anymore. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That sounds, um, terrible, but, but just the constancy that Jeanique mentioned, the trauma, um, the Lyme was so, um, hard, not just physically, it was mentally draining, emotionally, spiritually, um, socially, actually. I mean, there were some people who didn't treat me the best also with, you know, mm. thinking, you know, that I was making something up or things like that. Um, things I didn't expect to experience, you know, with it, but, I would just say there's always help out there. There's always light. There's always hope. Um, Mm -hmm. for me, it was the hope and the desire to have my future. I wanted a different future. And so, I mean, I think my mom would always tell me, you know, that, you know, she's like, I think you were blessed to be tenacious because you needed that to get through this, you know, to carry you through this long thing. Um, well, and think of how many people you
0: are helping and going to help.
1: Yeah, that's my, I mean, I'm, whew, yeah, that I'm so, so humbled and grateful. I I don't even have the words when, when people ask me like, so how's your new job going? I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so much more than a job. I can't, I don't have the words to express how much meaning this job has brought, how much healing it's actually brought to mm-hmm. me to provide some meaning for all the things that I've gone through. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, in the last decade plus of, of, this crazy journey (laughs) that it's been so I would say that I would also say you know if you are in the thick of it keep that in mind I mean that was something I always was like I just want to get on the other side of this so I can help people because I'm tired of being the patient you know I just want to help people and and I I understand what that's like I've been there but I would just say yeah you can be an inspiration for people if you can keep going and if you can get to the end of this and there are people out there that want to help and that they care so much. And I feel like there's something too really beautiful about suffering and about experiencing pain in that it does give you this beautiful ability to connect in a way that you may not have been able to with people right. had you not
0: right experienced it those things. Yeah. Like your what you've been through has yeah. given you depth that you can't pay for yeah. with a school. Right. like a degree or something like you yeah. have life experience that goes above and beyond yep. what a textbook can give you. Yep. And And people
2: are going to be so lucky to get to work with you and just with
0: everything (laughs) you've been
2: been through. Like, so Mm -hmm. lucky. Oh my God.
0: You're so kind. Thank you. Well, and tell people where you're at right now, because like, you're not like, and again, healing isn't a destination. It's a journey. So on a scale of one to 10, where were you and where are you now? And just kind of describe to people like, where, where are you going? What are your next steps?
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, so I, was, I I would say, I mean, I don't know that I was ever like a one, you know, I was not really ever sick enough to be in a hospital, not able to, you know, move very well, you know, it was never probably that low, but maybe like a three, I would say at my very worst, I remember I'd have days, I'd push myself to just make it through the workday to get, you know, to do what I needed to do to survive. And then on the weekends, I would usually sleep until like, 4 p.m. or something wow. and then I would get up for a few hours try to like get groceries maybe do a load of laundry or something and then I would go back to bed um so I don't know three two some mm-hmm. four I don't know somewhere in there um now I would say I'm probably an eight now I I definitely you know as you mentioned are Dani- you meaning
0: like 10 being amazing 10 being amazing okay, 10 yeah being amazing. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> I should have mentioned that <laughs> yeah the scale 10 uh-huh. being great zero mm-hmm. being terrible so you were like a three four now you're like an eight
1: Yeah. And I would say um, to your point, I'm really glad that you brought that up is, you know, I remember when I first got that negative test, you know, I was beyond happy, but I also remember like weeks later, months later being like, I thought that this would be different. Like I, Mm -hmm. I don't have Lyme anymore, but I don't feel great. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I don't have those symptoms anymore. And I feel like some things have improved, but Hmm. And that's kind of when I dove into more hormone, I did a Dutch test. I worked with Dr. Wright on that a little bit. And that's kind of where I feel like I still am is doing some fine tuning, um, Mm -hmm. getting hormone, like hormone balances again with like thyroid, um, you know, the sex hormones, all of that, getting those back to normal. I feel like I'm still sort of in that phase, kind of that later phase of healing. And, um, it's been it's been such a gift to have a job that is flexible to where I can, you know, if I end up having a day that's not awesome, I can it you know it works out because my you know, I don't have a 40-hour week job and I can I can rest sometimes and um but I do yeah, but I am like so much better than I was. I am yeah, like I said, probably an 8, probably an 8 mm. I would say, but just kind of still you know doing that cleanup still that helping my body get back to vi- like a vitality phase mm-hmm. i guess is what i would say
0: and i kind of want to touch on the antibiotic thing because i feel like mm-hmm. you know antibiotics is a big one i i find like when we just completely destroy your natural microbiome. You're destroying lime, but there's like a lot of mm-hmm. collateral damage. Yes, right. And so, oh do you feel God. like it, that could be part of it as to like why your body is just slowly getting yes. itself back to normal again? Because you're trying to. I remember we started you on gut infection yep. protocol, but you couldn't do the megaspor. Like no. your body was. We muscle tested you, and you no. were like, uh, uh-uh. it took months. And I still can't do the full dose, Johnny. You can't. No. Where are you at? One. You're still at one. That's fine. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to say like a quarter. I have oh, people that no. are like, I've been on a quarter for like a month and I'm like, that's fine. Well, I don't even take Go one slow. a day. Uh-huh. I take
1: one every couple of days, but mm. yeah, I, my gut was wrecked. I mean, I was on antibiotics for 18 months wow. and I was on five different ones yeah. and more than one at a time. So, I mean, it was, reckless and ridiculous mm-hmm. the amount that I was on I would never do that going back no one should be on antibiotics that long so I know I still have more ground to even cover with my gut but mm-hmm. I've yeah I've been on gut infection for about seven months six seven months yeah now. And, and you might be on
0: it for a while yeah probably a, a whole, whole for, year yeah, at least <laughs> At least I mean for uh-huh. 18 months with uh-huh. antibiotics <laughs> yeah you know like and I want to like let Lyme people out there like realize like yeah like the antibiotic I don't like the antibiotics I wouldn't mm-hmm. call myself a Lyme expert at all but no. I am mm-hmm. a microbiome fanatic yes and I just know what that's doing to your immune system right. and if you're like why am I still tired is it the Lyme no you're not absorbing yep. you're not digesting right. like you don't have the microbiome there to do its function yes you know you've completely decimated your natural immunity you know you go back and listen to the podcast we did with kiran krishnan at the beginning of january of 2022 this year where he talks about the microbiome and what like they're the eyes and the ears to your immune system and so if you've destroyed that you've destroyed your immune system you've destroyed your not destroyed like it's not like you can't go back like there's stuff that you can do to help yourself like the gut infection protocol yeah you know and eating high fibrous foods and whatnot but like it, it just it wrecks your body's ability to absorb and utilize nutrients and you know, do all these things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it is going to be a slow recovery back.
1: Oh, yeah. Very slow. I know.
0: Because you've completely debilitated. Yes. Like, you know, he calls the microbiome like an organ, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like you've completely debilitated an organ, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. so wait for it to grow back. And it's going to take a while for that to be nurtured back, potentially years. Oh, yeah. And I know that's why I initially got so much more sick when Mm -hmm. I started
1: my treatment was because I was basically shooting myself in the foot <laughs> mm-hmm. making my immune system think- much less effective at killing Lyme. And so it's, it's sad that we've looked at the way we've overused antibiotics over the years and, you know, right. pushed them so much because really, I
2: think that's, That's so important too, to give people that realistic look of like, what does it take to be patient and so gentle with the path Mm of healing? Like my boyfriend's like, I've been six weeks on this leaky gut protocol or like I've been doing, you know, the supplements for leaky gut for like three weeks. Why are my own (laughs) issues?
0: Keep going! Oh, like, oh, oh my yes. gosh, he'll go like an
2: eight-day streak without eating gluten, and he's like, "Why are my issues not resolved yet?" That is yeah. so
0: funny. I always want to like to like. I want to go to Raj and be like, "Do you want a trophy for doing that?" Yeah. <laughs> keep you need keep to going. Do that next time that you see
2: him, I know. He'll be like, I- I've been doing no gluten, no dairy for eight <laughs> days. Why do I not have results yes. yet? Unless my
1: One of my docs said Lyme. takes time to
2: heal. Yes. Yes, it does.
1: One of my docs said Lyme progress is measured in years usually. Yes. And that's yeah. when I first heard that I was of course devastated, but, um, it doesn't have to be that. I don't know what I'm trying to say is you'll look back. I, I noticed for me throughout my journey, I would look back like Three, four, six months, maybe, and be like, oh, okay, I'm better than I was three, four, you know, to maybe six months ago. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's really an adjustment from what we're used to this, you know, microwave health right like quick fixes right. and you know yeah. what what the traditional western medicine you know my model. I like that. <laughs> what the what the model is like we're, we're so used to that in this modern world and with so many other things that we experience in the modern world like everything's pretty quick you can mm-hmm. you can get what you need quick but he, real true healing is not I say that to my clients a lot I'm like just let's spend three months let's just spend three months giving this a try and let's reevaluate it three months. And it's literally
0: like beginning. Yeah. That's, that's but you like, have to
1: take it in small yes. doses, small bites. You I'm know? like, three
0: months is like, great. We just barely shifted things in your yep. body. We just yep. barely got inflammation yep. out of your body. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I was talking with a, a client this week and she was saying how she went gluten free and dairy free and she's trying to fix her hormones and yeah. lose weight. Right. And she's like, and I've been like this for like six months and I'm like, well, what have you noticed? And she's like, I'm not really happy with my results. And I said, well, what have you noticed? And she's like, well, my energy is a little bit better. And I'm like, yeah, it's funny. We want to look sexy now. We want the weight <laughs> off now, and I'm like, no, yeah. go back to the order of healing. You're yes. mi- like, one is mindset. Number two, mitochondria. Your energy is improving. You're just barely fixing your mitochondria right now. Yes, and then you're gonna go to gut, and then you're like hormones, the sexify stuff, like the the weight, the sexify stuff. Yeah. That, that's a new word <laughs> now. Uh, like like the hair and the skin and the nails and the weight loss. Like that's gonna be stone cold last. You know what I mean? Like yes. we, we want we want like what we want now but the body has its order of healing yes and so like if you notice like energy is getting a little bit better You're on the right track. Keep going. Right. Yes. And so for you, your energy is a little bit better.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're on the right track. Yeah. Significantly better. Right. right. Yeah. And so,
0: but again, like my point, I'm sorry, I go in circles sometimes. But my point is like, we want what we want now, and the body just has its order. Uh And the body is just saying, hey, I got this, but I got to do it my way. Mm -hmm. And my way is I go from cellular up. Yeah. Right. I don't go from like organ systems down. Mm -hmm. You know? So, anyways. Keep going.
1: Yeah. Keep telling us. Um, well, I was just going to say another thing to Gina's question, just like what else did I learn? I would just say being your own advocate, yeah. like no one cares yeah. about your health as much as you do, right? I mean, at the beginning, I remember thinking like, well, why isn't my doctor like looked into all these different things for me? And it's like, well, it's because he has a ton of patients, right? Yeah. And, and so I can't emphasize enough, like learning for yourself, going in and studying and reading, learning from doctors, from Mm -hmm. podcasts like this, just being your own advocate, because you're the one who's going to drive that force of healing more than anyone, you know, doctors, health coaches, whoever you're working with, like, they're great resources that you need to bounce things off of. But like, your intuition in like, you know, going forward to what you feel called to do that makes the most sense for you, like, really nurturing that aspect too of, of feeling that out for yourself is so critical. I just, I think for me, I just wouldn't rest until I found something. Right. And I, I'm not trying to like put myself on a pedestal but I just put myself on a pedestal. <laughs> you that, that was That oh was the my God. <laughs> I mean that was the And then other the people can put themselves me. on a pedestal. Yes. Perfect. Let's champion. all do it.
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> 100%. You know.
1: Yeah. Um and I guess I, by that I just mean empowering. Empowerment, right? Like you can you can do so much for yourself if you learn. I mean, I spend a lot of time listening to doctors on Instagram if they do lives, like I'll listen in. Keep Q and A's. Dr. Campbell, I know he was on this podcast. He's taught me a ton as well. He's, he's done a ton of research on his own, you know, in his own right. And so just learning from the practitioners that you, you know, that you enjoy, that you, you know, are called to, I don't know. I I feel like that's such a, that was such a game changer for me was never stop asking questions and never stop like digging and learning. And
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. so the biggest things for you that helped you were what? Ozone, it sounds like.
1: Ozone cavitations. Cavitations. Um, Honestly, I ended up having some time where I didn't have to work and really addressing stress for me was critical, I think, to not. um, I was trying to do everything. I was trying to work work full time and treat Lyme and I was just trying to be Mm -hmm. superwoman and you can't really heal in a state like that. So I would say controlling stress, making sure you're in a as calm place as possible, um, lifestyle. And I know some moms out there are probably laughing when I say that (laughs) because I (laughs) I talk to my sister a lot who has had her own health, um, journey. And sometimes she's like, if I could just, (laughs) you know, not have to have to be a mom all the time and have those responsibilities, it's, it's definitely harder. And like, I have so much respect for these mothers who are on their healing journeys while raising kids, you know? So I know there's only so much you can do, but like prioritizing maybe even just a couple hours a week here and there to have meditation, you know, quiet time, workout time, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. Trying to really get on top of that is going to be key, I think, for anyone to heal. And then, yeah, oxygen, 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 like with um, hyperbaric, um, ozone, any way that you can, you know, get your body doing better that way is, is fantastic. For me, And then just finding advocates, you know, like I mentioned, Johnny, I already mentioned you, but she's been an incredible asset to me and like in the healing journey and someone who who's been through a lot herself, not only obviously with her husband and with everything and then her own health issues, but just someone to bounce things off of, you know, um, Finding friends like that. Health coaches are fantastic. I have to say that, right? Because I'm a health coach. <laughs> no, um, I just mean like it's nice to have someone who is in your corner who can, you yes. you know, you can talk to about things and right work through stuff with. But yeah, I feel like find a practitioner who you like, find someone who um, will listen to you and will h- encourage your uh, research and your wanting to be an advocate for yourself.
0: I haven't even talked to you about this. Maybe we should have a business meeting, but <laughs> would you... <laughs> I love that. I'm hearing and about you this on the podcast. Say no, because like my brain is just like as as Ed Betts from Andy uh-huh. International is entering our chambers right now as we speak. Oh. He's in the room, like hooking up all the chambers and stuff. Awesome. And then it's going to get inspected next week. And then we can hopefully be up and running in a couple of weeks. But would you be I mean, and say no, please, <laughs> if you're like, heck no, that's just going to trigger me. But would you be like our Lyme coach? Oh, 100%. And like take all our Lyme patients through yes. their protocols. 100%. Like, because you know exactly what they're going through. Like, (laughs) I know the protocols, right? But Mm -hmm. you know what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And like, I Mm -hmm. have experienced what people are feeling by watching them. But would you want to be our line coach? Oh, for sure. And just like, like... I'm going to train you on all the things. And then you just take them through the whole program. It's it's a brilliant program that Tristan, and I'm just looking at his picture right now. As we talk, he put this brilliant, brilliant program together and it, oh man, it was solid. This is so exciting. We're going to have like a whole Lyme program. Yes. And you're going to be like our head Lyme coach. (laughs) That sounds wonderful. I've already worked with a couple of clients who have Lyme. So it would be awesome oh that's so yeah. good yay yeah. I'm, and like and we have like our ozone saunas here and like yeah. we have all the things mm-hmm. like we have it all yeah and yep. so I, we're well equipped heck yeah so, <laughs> heck yeah anything else you want to like what is the last like words of wisdom you want to leave listeners um when it comes to their health journeys
1: mm, that's a great question I mean I might just reiterate some of the things I've said really is you know not giving up and knowing that there is hope out there for you that there is healing that it is possible that you don't have to feel like this forever healing happens healing can happen and does happen exactly Mm -hmm. and. So like not giving up, continuing to reach out, continuing to ask questions and continuing to seek like people who can help you. Um, and then just never giving up and making sure you have a support system around you who can, you know, help keep you going on bad days. But Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, be your advocate. Don't give up, continue seeking, continue learning, continue empowering yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. Become your own advocate. Yeah. Um, how can people find you, Ashley? Oh, <laughs> well, on our website, right? <laughs> on our website, <laughs> <promo-help.com>. <laughs> You can schedule with Ashley mm-hmm. um, hair analysis, BCAs. Even just, can they just schedule a consult with you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I it's like hard. I always say like, you're welcome to come and do an hour, but it's hard if I don't have you know data to help you look through. Yeah. It's hard for me to help you in a more specific way, a targeted way, right? Like, because right. if we can't look at a hair analysis or BCA, I can only give you so much feedback or so much advice. I guess I would say without being able to have target information to go through but I'm happy to do it it just I don't know if it's as effective right but yeah okay Awesome.
0: Yeah. And, Thank you and so probably, that. Just yeah, amazing. It hasn't been <laughs> so good. Like it's so, so good. good. You the best. <laughs> and Lyme is like so prevalent. It's more prevalent than we realize, yes, you know, and it, and it can yeah. be very scary, but you don't have to do it alone. Like yeah. I, man, this has been so good. And I know that there's a lot of people that are going to resonate with this and like, be like, yeah, me too. Like I've been there, you know? Yeah. So you guys, thanks for listening and <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Gina, do you want to say anything before we like, shut this down. No, it was awesome. It was I just, just think so that the,
2: there's so much wisdom that comes from whether you have Lyme or you don't have Lyme. It's just yeah. like the real experience. I love when we have people just share the real, ex- the real life stuff.
0: So 100%. thank you. Cool. No problem. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Ashley. And we'll catch you guys okay. next week. Yay! Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast.